Welcome to the Finding Joy in the Journey podcast. Are you struggling to find peace and joy in your journey? My name is Sheridan, and I love to help women find more peace and joy in their mothering journey and any journey that they're taking, especially during tricky times of their life. I love to share a useful tip or tool each week on the podcast, and I'm so excited that you are listening today. I wanted to let you know that I have a new session of Essentials to Enjoy Life, which is my online group coaching class starting in February. I'm super excited to announce this because I haven't taught this class since 2019, since last year I was focusing on writing The Mexico Miracle and only teaching my advanced coaching clients. So I'm super excited to tell you about it and let you know you can check it out on SheridanRipley.com. Let me share a quick review about the class. This one is from Tracine. She said, we've all seen that object lesson with the walnuts or other large objects and the rice or other small objects. If we put the walnuts in first, then we can fit all the rice. But if we put all the rice in first, then all the walnuts don't fit. I've always believed this principle, but until I took the Essentials to Enjoy Life class, I never had anything beyond, yeah, I believe it's true, to actually put the principle into practice. I've never been consistent with my daily prayers and scripture study. With this class, I've got that down and am now more confident that I can master other tasks, create healthy habits, and battle addiction-forming behaviors. It's incredibly powerful. Their curriculum, coupled with the support from other moms, all with different parenting circumstances, has been great. Thanks, Tracine, for sending me that review. I really appreciate it. Again, if you want to learn more about Essentials to Enjoy Life, visit SheridanRipley.com to learn more. I still have it at half price for the next week or so, so sign up now if you're interested. Or reach out to me if you have questions. Today, I want to talk about cheerfully using faith to mother a teenager. First, I'm going to read to you a blog post that I wrote back in 2016, and then I'm going to expound a little bit more on it. So in 2016, Devin, my oldest, was 18 years old. He's fiercely independent and quite a handful at times. So this is what I wrote. Ah, being the parent of a fiercely independent 18-year-old. I love it. So many opportunities for growth. So many opportunities to try and let go of control while also recognizing there are certain things I do still have stewardship over and have to set certain boundaries. However, achieving the balance in that is quite the learning experience for us all. I love the scripture that says, Let us cheerfully do all things that lie in our power, and then may we stand still with the utmost assurance to see the salvation of God and for his arm to be revealed. Here's what jumped out for me and how I tried to apply it. First, cheerfully. Remembering that ultimately I set the tone in the house helps me to try to stay cheerful. If mom isn't happy, no one is happy. If I can stay positive and cheerful, that can help things go much smoother. It really helps to have my youngest, Bryson, point out if I am grumpy. He'll say, Mom, you are not happy right now. You need to listen to some music. And then he proceeds to put on my favorite praise music, which indeed helps me to move up into a higher state than grumpy. I also try to remember that gratitude can shift me faster than anything else. So I try to state the things that I'm grateful for. Two, do all things that lie in our power. 
There are some things that I do have power over. Rob and I have set certain expectations that we want met. It is less in some ways than what he was when he was younger, but right now there are definitely some specific things that we have felt inspired to enforce. So I will do all I can do to help bring that to pass. I pray each morning, what can I do today for Devin? And pretty much I'm inspired to love him. And sometimes there's one other thing, but pretty much it's just love him. So I try to do that cheerfully, and then I do what is next in the scripture, which is three, the third thing, stand still. Part of this is letting go of the things that are outside of my power. For instance, Devin's outfit of choice is basketball shorts and a white t-shirt. This does not matter in the scheme of things. They are usually clean, so it's not the end of the world. But this has been a touch of contention for my husband because he likes our boys to dress nicely. But I think he finally realizes that he needs to stand still on this topic. Part of this is also me being able to be still in my mind, body, and spirit. Meditating every morning has really helped me to get to this still space and find peace amidst what can sometimes feel like chaos. Four, with utmost assurance of God. Then it's all about letting go and trusting God. Let it go. Let go and let God, you name it, try to give it over to him. Another tool that I love of this is circle with love and let go. So I imagine circling Devin in love and letting go, like handing him to God, knowing that in the end, the fifth thing will happen, that his arm will be revealed, that God's power will be revealed. God loves my son as much as I do. Actually, God loves Devin even more than I do. And to me, that is so helpful and brings me so much peace because I know that God's arm will be revealed in Devin's life. Elder Holland, a leader in my church, said this, My brothers and sisters, the first great commandment of all eternity is to love God with all of our heart, might, mind, and strength. That's the first great commandment. But the first great truth of all eternity is that God loves us with all of his heart, might, mind, and strength. That love is the foundation stone of eternity, and it should be the foundation stone of our daily life. Indeed, it is only with that reassurance burning in our soul that we can have the confidence to keep trying to improve, keep seeking forgiveness for our sins, and keep extending that grace to our neighbor. God loves my son with all his heart, might, mind, and strength. He has got his back. All I can do is do what God inspires me to do and then leave the rest up to my son and God. I have great faith that it will all end up okay. That's the end of my blog post that I wrote, I guess, four years ago. And I just kind of want to talk about using, cheerfully using faith to mother a teenager. I really do feel like God is our greatest ally in this, and remembering that God loves our children even more than we do is what gives me hope. And today, Devin is 22 years old. He's a successful, independent adult. He is an EMT. He's serving others. His adventurous spirit is really helping him to be successful. And it wasn't easy being his mother as a teenager, but I learned so much, and I'm so grateful for him for choosing to be my son and for giving me those opportunities to learn and grow. 
I'm so grateful for God helping me navigate that. And then so grateful for repentance for all the things I did wrong and not always following through on the inspiration that I received. But I continue to use faith as I mother an adult child. And I have even less control, which in some ways is beautiful, guys. I mean, I'm telling you, there's so much liberation when they move out because then I'm not seeing everything he's doing. And I really do have to give him over to God. Like, really, I have no choice. And I'll text him and say, how are you doing? And he won't text back for two or three days. And I have to let that go. That's part of mothering an adult child. But I have to use my faith, I think, even more than when he was a teenager. But it's easier. So to give you a little hope out there, anyone that's having to cheerfully use faith to mother their teenagers. One tool that I wish I had started using earlier was the scriptures. And really praying when you're struggling with a child and asking God, what do I need to do? Where are the answers here? And turning to the scriptures, I'll just open my scriptures like, and let them fall open and then start reading. And I'll keep reading until I find an answer. And usually within a page or two, there will be like a little nugget, a little verse or a section of a verse that's like, what? That's amazing. And the power that comes from that is incredible. I'll have to do a podcast on that just using scriptures to mother. So I hope that this has given you a little bit of hope as you parent your teenagers and remembering to use your faith that God is there for you and your child and loves them even more than you do. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe so you never miss a tip or a tool. And I love to read reviews of something that you learned here today was beneficial for you please share it with your friends so they can benefit too. Thanks. And remember that if you want to learn more tips or tools or see what other resources I have available, you can visit my website, SheridanRipley.com. Enjoy.